Welcome to Skin Care Moxie, the podcast to educate, inform, and empower you to care for and love the skin you're in. Presented by The A-Method, the medical-grade skincare brand co-founded by induction therapy CEO Angelia Insko in collaboration with renowned cosmetic dermatologist Dr. Tina Alster. Welcome, listeners. I'm Kelly Fletcher, co-host of Skincare Moxie. If you're new to the podcast, here's a bit of background. Each week, I have the opportunity to dig deep into the topic of skincare and other health-related issues with Angelia Insko. She is co-founder of the A-Method Medical Grade Skincare line. She's a skincare formulator. She's actually formulated over 200 products, and she's inventor of the Collagen Pen Microneedling Device. She's also an expert on health. She spent the past year in extensive studies in holistic health and wellness, and she has a wealth of information in that category as well. So we're in two different states today, so it's good to see you again via Zoom, Angelia. I am happy to be here, Kelly, and I can't wait for us to speak to today's awesome guest, Amy Smith of Fearlessly Facing 50. Yes, Amy Schmidt of Fearlessly Facing 50 fame. Love her. Amy is a friend to both of us, and she truly is an inspiration. I'm so lucky to have had the opportunity to get to know her over the past year. So while today we'll touch on skincare and skin health, what we're really going to focus more on is exploring the mindset and mental health of women. And all of that relates to just our overall general health, which impact, impacts our skin. And she really talks a lot about how we all have the opportunity to reinvent ourselves if we choose to. Amy is the CEO of AKS and Associates and founder of the Fearlessly Facing 50 brand and Meant for More, which is a series of transformative experiences for women. I'm involved in getting that up and off the ground and so excited about it. She is also really well known because she is the author of a book called Cannonball, Fearlessly Facing Midlife and Beyond, which was published in June of 2020, right in the midst of the pandemic when we all really needed it. Um, it became a number one bestseller on Amazon. She's also a TEDx speaker and was recently nominated to the inaugural Forbes 50 Over 50 list of women shattering age and gender norms. And she's just an all around fabulous person. So, Amy, welcome to Skincare Moxie. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much. What a great way to kick off the week. I love spending time with you guys. Thank yeah. you. And we are recording on a Monday morning, so we're all perky. <laughs> I love it. I love oh, it. We're not. <laughs> yeah, we're faking it anyway. <laughs> yeah. Amy, I'd love to hear more about your personal story and how it became your mission to motivate and empower women. How did this happen and why? Oh, what a great question. I love that. You know, it's so funny because I think so many women, you know, we go through these phases of our lives where we constantly reinvent ourselves, where, you know, our roles constantly change. We're needed differently, maybe as moms, as wives, as sisters, as daughters, whatever it is. And we always pick up the pieces and forge ahead. So my story was, you know, I started out as a journalist, news reporter many, many moons ago. And I wanted to set the world on fire and, you know, as the next Joan London. And I thought, this is it. I love storytelling. I love digging in and getting to know people and relationships are super important to me. So that's what I was doing. Well, then again, some things change and I got married to my college sweetheart. We have now moved 11 times, married 29 years and three kids. So as you can imagine with that story, 
lots of changes, lots of reinventions, lots of multitasking, all of that. So it was about two years ago, I guess, a little over two years ago, I was sitting in my house and it was quiet for the first time. And I thought, wow, where did Amy go? Like, what, what is she going to do next? What is she going to do? There's so much more to do. We're living longer. I needed a new challenge. And I'd kind of, you know, I took that moment to really sit and say, I'm going to self-reflect for a second and figure out where my gifts are. And I think as women, sometimes we really don't take the time to do that. And we kind of just think, oh, well, I used to do that. I'm not going to do it anymore. Well, I decided to go all in and never listening to a podcast before. I decided to launch a podcast because I knew what I wanted to do. And at the heart of what I always wanted to do was inspire women and inspire them to action in some way, no matter what that was for them, no matter what their story or journey. But as women, we share these commonalities. And when we start sharing, we open the dialogue about these amazing things that we go through. And that's really how I launched my brand, Fearlessly Facing 50. It's really how I put pen to paper on my book. And from there, it's just snowballed into amazing things. And really my mission is around opening the dialogue for women over 40, 50, 60 beyond to look at it as an opportunity and not a crisis and not to push pause, but to continue to push play and be engaged and keep learning. And that's really how it all started. I love your mantra. You're never too old and it's never too late. And I know Angelia went through this. And then recently I went through it becoming an empty nester. Right. And there's just something really quite scary about it. Because like you said, all of a sudden one day you're sitting there and it's quiet and you're alone and you're like, what the hell do I do now? Yeah, it's it's true. It's It's true. You know, it's it's funny you say that because I was just on the phone. I lived in Germany for a long time. I was just on the phone with my very best friend from Germany. And she was saying, Amy, you got one more year and you're an empty nester. And it hit me this past weekend because we happened to, you know, my son's a soccer player. It was the last time he was going to be on that home field for a game. You know, once again, it was like, wow, another milestone, another transition, another opportunity. But, you know, it, it is funny. It goes fast. And it brings me back to a time when, and I know I say it during my TED talk, you know, there was a time when I was sitting, making lunches for the kids or whatever it was, getting everybody ready to get out the door. And my husband has always traveled, travels every week, really. And he said to me, hey, mom, you know, on your way home today from picking up the kids, can you grab my dry cleaning? And I said to myself, mom, you know, (laughs) yeah, I'm a mom. Yeah. But where's Amy in this? You know, like, yeah. where did she go? And so, so for any women listening today, you know, we constantly go through that where our roles change. We're needed right. differently. Yeah. And we have to really, we have to continue to forge ahead and keep challenging ourselves in new ways. Well, congratulations on becoming a best-selling author on Amazon, mm. by the way. That is Thank no you. small feat. I want to read what Amazon's book review said, because I love it. It says, Amy is the real deal disarmingly open, honest, and relatable. She sometimes feels fat. She can be a perfectionist. She can procrastinate and she sometimes forgets to love herself, but she is a work in progress. And on most days she feels absolutely freaking amazing. So obviously (laughs) your book is a hit and so are you. (laughs) Oh, thank you. Thank you. You know what? I think that authenticity part of it is so important. And, you know, I, I had the pleasure of interviewing Angelia and hearing her story and just her passion about what she does and how that passion really inspired her. And that authentic piece of it is so important because if you don't believe in what you're doing and you're not passionate about your why or your why doesn't make you cry, 
it's not what you should be doing. And I love that you read that. Thank you very much. I really haven't seen that in a while. I like it because it's it's very true. It's very true. Yeah, Amy, all those things, you know, that you say right there that that's said about you really makes you vulnerable and Mm -hmm. it shows it. And women need to hear that other women can admit to being vulnerable. Exactly. So what are some of your favorite pieces and advice from your book? Mm. You know what? My my favorite piece of the book is really why I called it Cannonball. And, you know, if people haven't purchased a copy, they can purchase one and take a look or just Google the cover. And it's me standing there on my 50th birthday on the cliff in, in Negril at Rick's Cafe in Jamaica. And, you know, I think my biggest takeaway is for anybody listening is to realize that it's never too late to cannonball with confidence. I use that word cannonball because it's such a visual for me. And, you know, I think we can think back to when we were, you know, 10 years old and we had that fearless exhilaration and we ran to the pool or wherever it was where you swam in the summer and you were so ready to jump in and you didn't care who was watching. You didn't care what you look like. It was like, I'm just going to do it. And you wanted friends to watch and you wanted to do it over and over again. And then we hit this age or this time in our life, no matter what age, when we get stuck on those rungs of the ladder and we get stuck in fear or we procrastinate and we say, oh, you know what, Amy, I'm going to do it next year because I'll be 10 pounds slimmer. I'm going to look better. I'm going to do it then. Or we say, oh, you know what? This doesn't look very good. Oh, it's going to be uncomfortable. When I get out, I have to make my way over to the ladder and get out. and Everybody's going to watch me. You know, we got to get over that. And I think my biggest takeaway is we need to create these cannonball moments. When we jump off, when we wrap our arms around our legs, uncomfortable, heck yeah. You know, I mean, it's going to be ugly, but I always say you got to start ugly because you got to start. And when you come up, you just have to be so pleased with where you are. So my advice is create these cannonball moments in your life where you feel confident and you feel a renewed sense of self-confidence. And that exhilaration you had when you were 10, it's still there. We just have to find it. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And I love the fact that you're passionate about the topic of aging gracefully, because mm-hmm. as women, we don't really give our per- ourselves permission to just right. age gracefully. Right. I told so a friend true. of mine last night, we went, we're at a concert and I said, you know, I just want to be the woman with the French twist who walks into a room and looks very elegant. You know, I don't have to be the skinniest or the prettiest. Exactly. No, I want to be elegant and I want to be approachable. And so, yeah, Amy, what do you think are the non-negotiables when it comes to aging gracefully? I mean, how do we do it or how should mm. you know what we have to do is we have to keep learning. We have to keep challenging ourselves. We have to continue. You think of the resources that we have, just what we're doing right now. You know, we have these resources available to us that we can, at our fingertips, we can learn something new. We can take that class we never took. I think the non-negotiables are continue to learn, continue to keep moving. That's another thing. You know, it was interesting because a part of the book I wrote was about how many women can relate to, you know, driving into the parking lot of a PTA meeting or a yoga class that you haven't done or a committee meeting or a neighborhood get together, but you haven't seen them in a long time. And you're so wanting to pull the car out of the parking lot and go get a Starbucks instead because for yourself, a class reunion, a class (laughs) reunion. There you go. Yes. Where you drive in and you think, Oh, would I, should I, could I do this? I don't know. And you exit stage left. You know, we can't do that. We can't do that. We've got to walk in. We've got to, you know, feel comfortable with who we are and wherever we are in our journey. And it's so amazing because like Angelia said, with vulnerability, 
when we show our vulnerabilities, when we ask for help, when we say, you know what, I could really use a phone call to Kelly in the morning for her just to motivate me. We have to be able to ask for those things. And I think that's so important. I totally agree. And Angelie and I have really bonded over, you know, we both moved to the panhandle of Florida, really for a lot of the same reasons. It was a quality of life and a work balance issue. And and we both absolutely loved this area. And we were working together on a project for one of Angelia's brands. And we were sitting at dinner and she pulls up a picture of this condo that she's buying. And I was like, what? wait a minute. Like, I've been looking at condos in that exact same little neighborhood. And we're in really? Louisville, Kentucky, having this conversation. Yeah. And we both don't live in Louisville. And so she moved there and then I kept going down to see it to see her. I'd been going to that area for about 20 years anyway. And yeah. then during COVID, I made the transition of taking my PR firm virtual. We're actually hybrid. We still have office space, but we're more virtual than we are in the office. And then Angelia is running her business from Florida. So we're both running our businesses from wherever we want to. And there was just this epiphany that I think that maybe a lot of us during COVID, well, I know, you know, there's what's going on right now called the big quit. And and with so many people quitting their jobs because they had time to reflect on their lives during COVID and and make some changes. So how do you feel aging impacts your feelings on just beauty and body image and self-esteem? Because for me, that was huge. And moving to Florida where everybody's like out in a swimsuit. And, you know, I felt like the fattest girl at the pool. Mm. Yeah, what kind of advice do you have for us on, you know, these, these body image and self-esteem issues that we carry around our, our whole lives, really? Oh, we do, don't we? We do. And I love what you guys just said about um, you have such a spirit between the two of you. You'd think you'd been friends forever, but I love that you found this friendship, you know, kind of it's unexpected treasure at this, at a time when you don't realize it. I think that's such a gift for women that all of a sudden these unexpected treasures come up in our lives. And I love that you come together and and doing such great things. But, you know, when we talk about body image, it's such a crazy thing, right? Because we are our worst critics, right? Brene Brown says that when you're standing in the middle of an arena and you look around and it's filled, who's the biggest critic in there? It's yourself. You know, we're constantly putting ourselves down, right? Constantly. I think, you, you know, remember, it's just, oh, go ahead, Angelie. I'm sorry. You Remember what I said, Amy, the worst thing that ever happened to you never happened at all. Never happened at all. I love in that. It happens our minds. And you yeah. have to be like extremely thrilled when you do that cannonball and you come up and you say, I had the guts to do it no yeah. matter what. And yep. 90% of the people probably don't have the guts to even cannonball once. And right. I see you cannonball over and over and over again. You just keep doing it, Amy. Thank you. And you, you know what? Thank You're you. such an inspiration to other women. Thank you. Thank you so much. I, that means the world to me because that's really what, that's the heart of what I do and what I want to do for others. You know, when you talk about body image, I, I think back to, you know, I wrote about it in the book. I was ready, getting ready to run a 5K. I am not a runner, never have been. It was a couch to 5K type thing. And you know, a bunch of my girlfriends in town said, come on, Amy, let's do this. And this was years ago. This was well before I turned 50. And I said, all right, I'm going to do it. And once I make a commitment, I'm going to commit to it. But man, I'll tell you, I went to the first day, I went to the local running store where we all met. And, you know, there's about 25 of us. Some of the women I knew, some of them I didn't. And what's the first thing I did? I'm five foot four. 
you know, I don't have on the latest and greatest. And I'm looking at the woman next to me who's, you know, six foot, she looks like she's six foot seven, you know, these huge strides. And I'm thinking, I'm counting myself out right away. I'm saying, what am I thinking? I'm not wearing the right thing. I'm not, I don't look right. I don't, but you know what? We have to get past that because we constantly judge ourselves. And it ended up being a great experience for me. I started the slowest, I ended the slowest, but I ran the 5K. And I think when we talk about body image, we're just so hard on ourselves. And of course, with the age of social media and everybody looking at everybody's greatest hits, you know, it's hard for women to to not sit there and scroll and think, oh, look what she's doing or look what she's doing. You know, I think the best thing we can do as women of any age, especially as of of a certain age, is take care of ourselves. We've earned this right to take care of ourselves right now. Invest in ourselves. You know, we talked about it in our conversation, Angelia. We have to take time to invest in ourselves. And, and schedule time for self-care. I remember the day I interviewed Angelia, she was out taking a walk or she had scheduled something for herself that day. And you know what? We have to do that guilt-free. There's no reason that we can't schedule time for ourselves, invest in ourselves and our self-care. And when it comes to skincare, especially, I mean, I'm, I'm a skincare junkie because I was, I was raised that way. My mom just always sent me the latest and greatest. She'd send me an article or something she read about in Women's Day magazine or saw on Dr. Oz or whatever it was. And so take care of yourself, you know, take that five minutes, literally, when you say it out loud, it sounds so silly, five minutes to cleanse your face, moisturize your face, take care of yourself, shut the door, lock the door and be in there with yourself for a moment. You know, it's so important to do that. So I'm a big advocate for carving out time, you know, setting boundaries around areas in your life where you need to put yourself as a priority. It's so important and so overlooked. You're right. I I love what you said about it only takes five minutes to take care of your skin because I I would go through periods where I would take really good care of my skin and health. And then there would be periods where I wouldn't even wash my face before I went to bed because I was too tired or depressed or whatever. Right. Yeah. I think one thing about turning 50. I'm 53. And I moved to a place where I had one friend and that was Angelia. And what I figured out is that I was pretty uncomfortable in my own skin because you, I spent a lot of time alone. I'm not married. I'm not in a relationship. My son was not there. And I purposely forced myself to, to do it. I didn't, I don't think I realized it at the time. It was like, this is where I'm supposed to be because I've got to get comfortable in my own skin. And I think, yes, as women, that's part of what you are inspiring other women to do. You're just using different descriptors. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, another thing that I think is so important for us as we age, especially is to really, I, I call it the highlight reel. And it's just taking time once again, you know, blocking out 20 minutes. And when you think of your day, 20 minutes, just to sit down and take an inventory of what you've accomplished over the last decades, you know, over the last 20, 30 years of your life as a mom or a sister, a daughter, a wife, whatever it is, you can be all of those things or one of those things and really look at what you've accomplished, which is so amazing because we undervalue ourselves. You know, we underestimate what we've accomplished. I I remember a woman that I talked to was in her fifties and she had been recently let go from her job. And that really was her identity. And and she said, I'm I'm in my fifties. I don't know what I'm going to do now. I don't think there's any jobs out there for me. And she started to look through, you know, job descriptions and thinking, Hmm, I don't check all those boxes. And how many times do women think they have to check every box 
you know, but men apply anyway when they're under men apply pressure. anyway, they can check two of the boxes and they apply. Women feel like they have to check all the boxes. And the crazy thing about her was she called me and she said, Hey, Amy, I, this sounds kind of good. I think I meet these requirements, but you know, I never did this and I, I never did this. And I said, but let's look at your, you know, let's take an inventory of what you've done. Remember when you managed that committee of women of, you know, you managed a budget, you managed a team. And all of a sudden you realize that those experiences translate and create this great opportunity for you to forge ahead. And so often we get stuck or we overlook things that we've done and just say, oh, well, that wasn't that big of a deal. I mean, how many times have we said that? Oh, that wasn't that big of a deal. I just launched a new product. Hopefully Angelia has never said, oh, that's not a big deal. But a lot of times we overlook that stuff. And I think it's so important that we take an inventory and we create our own highlight reel of our accomplishments and give ourselves some credit to what we've done. Yeah, I mean, Angelia founded a company and you know bootstrapped it, and yeah. now she had you know has multiple brands and employees all over the country. And that was only what Angelia eight years ago that you founded yes. the company. And guess what? I was out of a job. Sometimes I believe that God will purposefully close a door to get us to walk through the one that we're refusing to walk through otherwise. And yes. I will tell you 100%, he has never closed the door for me that he didn't own my better one. Yeah. No. Yeah. That's incredible. That's a goosebump moment right there. Yeah, it is. We just have to trust, you know, we, we have uh-huh. to trust in what God and the universe have for us. So yeah, Amy, I want to talk to you about this meant for more movement that mm. you founded. And I, I love the fact that we're calling it a movement because it really is. And I helped with the branding for that. And we came up with the icon, the kaleidoscope. And so talk, fabulous. You know, tell, can you tell our listeners more about the Mint for More movement and mm, what the kaleidoscope yes. imagery is all about and what you have planned for these transformative events that we have coming up? Yes. Oh, and the branding. So amazing. So amazing. You know, it's funny because I think something that I've learned through launching my brand, through launching Fearlessly Facing 50 and being a keynote and, you know, surrounding myself with all of these women, a lot of times women are saying, but I want to do that, but I don't know how, or, oh, I think I can do that, but I'm not sure. You know, we're meant for so much more. And no matter what that looks like for you, it could mean more laughter in your life. It could mean more challenges, more learning, maybe going back to school and getting a degree, whatever it looks like. We are meant for more always at any stage. And so I kind of came up with that. And then, you know, a friend of ours who I've actually met Angelia and Kelly through Kristen, she came to me because she was a guest on my show. And we also had worked with a company together and we didn't even realize we had, but we both were working with a similar company. And she said, you know, I'm, I'm really excited about this. And I really think it's interesting. I'd like to have some skin in the game. I really think this sounds great. And right there, that's part of this meant for more spirits, a collaborative spirit. It's women coming together, learning from each other, you know, and realizing that think of a kaleidoscope when there's no light and it's dark, you know, you're not seeing anything. And then all of a sudden the light comes on and you get ideas and inspiration from others. And everybody's is different because as you're looking through it, the prisms are all different colors and and everything else. Everybody's story is unique. But when you come together, it's amazing how much you can accomplish. So, you know, Meant for More was really born out of the idea of bringing what I've built with my community and the platform throughout the podcast and talks that I do into an in-person event. I think that women getting together in person 
engaging, networking, learning from each other, getting new relationships is what it's about. That's where, you know, that's where it really all started, getting together experiences for women that they can have hands-on tools when they leave to say, you know what? I've met the founder behind this brand. I know, like, and trust them and I like their product. And now I know what to do with it. You know, as women, we are just overloaded with 10 ways to do this or 18 ways to lose weight or 16 ways to do, you know, to make a million dollars. It's overwhelming for us. So to break it down into experiences for women that are hands-on, that are tools where they leave inspired and know what to do, that's what it's about. There's a lot of power when we come together as women. The energy is there and it's captured. And if you embrace that and you decide to instead of competing with every woman that you run into and automatically going into some sort of competitive mode, like like you were talking about at the running store, you don't even realize you're doing it. You know, if we stop doing that instead and tap into the power of our collective spirit, there's nothing that we can't accomplish. Yeah, exactly. And the relationships and maybe businesses that'll emerge from that. You just don't know, but it does give a comfort to, you know, to women to go to something where they feel like they're supported. They feel like they're leaving, feeling valued and on fire for what's next. And also, you know, we're very committed to aligning ourselves with brands that are women-owned, women-driven brands that, you know, we know the story behind the brand. That's what's most important to me is, yes, I love the brand, but what's the story behind it? Because that's what really resonates with women. You know, they want to know the story. They want to know the ups and downs, the challenges that, hey, it's not easy. And fear certainly sets in, but we continue to forge ahead. So I'm really, really excited about it. You know, the November event, we went down to Florida and we thought, okay, this is going to be great. We're going to get everything in place. We've sold tickets. This is amazing. And then we just were not comfortable, you know, with the COVID situation. It was it was really, really difficult for us as business owners to think we could execute something at the level of excellence we want. And we want these women to feel comfortable. So we decided to just pivot that for a bit and have launched something called the Meant for More Live show, which is every Wednesday night, which is amazing. We have incredible guests on. We talk about the brands. We just had Melissa Gilbert on a couple of weeks ago. She's amazing. Some great things are emerging from that. You know, women are ready for this. They're ready to do more. So Amy, one of the things I've heard you talk about is being a doubter or doer. What do you mean by that? And what do you want women to learn from it? Mm, doubter or doer. (laughs) Those are two powerful words, aren't they? You know, it kind of goes back to when fear sets in and then we doubt ourselves. So I have to share a story about this particular thing, because this really is how doubter and doer really emerged. And that was, you know, after I, I went ahead and, you know, put this Facebook ad or Facebook, whatever, in a local community group, I said, you know, I want to launch this podcast. And of course I had some people reach out and, and I contacted one of the guys and he came over. I kid you not, he came to my back door in, in my town here. And he said, all right, I'm ready to help you with this podcast and set you up and get you going. And this kid could be my son, you know, I mean, he's young enough to be my kid. And he said, Mrs. Schmidt, I'm, I'm here for you. And I was like, okay, let's just stop there. Call me Amy, first of all. <laughs> and, and second of all, just come on in and let's sit down and go, you know, he was so excited. And he said, all right, let's set up an Amazon account. You can be an affiliate and we're just going to put all these things in your basket. And I said, okay, now we need to step back again. And I just want to learn how to do this. Like I really want to soup to nuts, learn how to do this. So we went over a series of tutorials. He kind of built a little thing for me and I ordered my equipment to start my podcast. So 
you know, a few weeks later, I felt I was ready to go. Once again, I'd never listened to a podcast. There's no magic button for it. Nothing like that. This is everything I was recording it in a, my house at that point. I had my picture sitting there of my kids and my husband, like all ready to go with episode one. And sure enough, I, I go ahead. I go through the whole spiel. I, I'm so fired up about it. I get done. I'm jumping around. If you would have seen me, you would be laughing. I'm giving myself high fives. Like this was amazing. I got this. And so I go back, I sit down and um, I look for the audio file. Well, I can't find it. I mean, I'm thinking, what did I do? You know, where's the audio file? I just recorded this Emmy winning, you know, you're thinking it's like the best thing ever. I can't find it. Yeah. I never pushed record, never pushed record. No, didn't. And I'm thinking here, doubter right there. What am I thinking? I can't remember if my glasses are on my head or not. Sometimes I'm looking from my phone with my flashlight on my phone and my phone's in my hand. I mean, you know, honestly, you think, how in the world am I possibly going to create a podcast when I can't remember to push record? And that was a moment for me when I really started to doubt myself and think, okay, is this worth it? Who's going to listen? You know, all those things that start filtering into our minds as women, we're like, oh, why do this? Well, I put that aside and I decided to do it again. The doer, you got to keep going. You got to try it. Nobody knows I didn't, I mean, nobody would have ever known that unless I didn't say it in my TED talk and everything else, but it's, it's my story and it will resonate with so many women. And so when those doubts set in, we can't, we have to forget about that. And we have to just continue doing, you know, it's important the the words get up, get dressed and get going. Those are my six power words. I use it a lot on a lot of talks that I give just start something, just do it, whatever it looks like, get up, get dressed, get going. If it's walking to the mailbox, whatever it is, do it. You know, that's what you have to do. Well, another piece of advice that you give women, and this literally applies to me to the core, is you advise women to underthink. So tell our listeners more about underthinking, because certainly as women, we have a tendency to overthink every little thing. We do. We overthink everything. Yeah. I, that underthinking thing is so important. I just did a segment on a, on a show, a TV show about this very thing. And when we start overthinking, what sets in anxiety, stress, we're already off the charts, right? With stress and anxiety right now around the world. It's so crazy. So when you start underthinking things and you think, you know what, you know, make a little list of what you want to accomplish on that particular day, make a list of four or five things. We talked about routines because it's very difficult to get back in routines now after people have been unsettled homeschooling kids or working from home or whatever it's been, you know, make a list of a few things and don't overthink it. Just jot down the things you really want to accomplish. And at the end of the day, cross them out and move the one that you might not have done up to the top for the next day and just keep going. You know, we tend to just overthink. And when we overthink, we go right to the you know, to the future where we can't control any of that, right? We can only control what we have at this very moment. And it's so difficult for us to not project out. You know, I'm already thinking about high school and college graduation this May for my family. I'm thinking I got two boys. How is this all going to work out? How is it, how is it going to work out with my daughter getting here there? Instead of just being in the present, doing what I can at this moment, of course, planning, but not overthinking it. And we tend to do that. We overthink everything. We really do. We're such a society of overthinkers. Well, I, I want to bring up, and this is kind of not one of the points that I had in my mind that we would talk about, but women over 50. So uh, I think about, if I'm correct, about 52 or 53% of us, at least, it's at least that number, are single. 
Yeah. And I know that a lot of my friends over 50 and Angelia, you, you and I've talked about this. Those of us who are single, we overthink that. Mm-hmm. And so I recently read this book, Why Do I Think I'm Nothing Without a Man? And I wonder if women come to you because you are an inspirational, motivational person, Amy, if women come to you with doubts about, am I worthy because I'm single? And how does that play into the over 50 narrative? Mm, That's a great question. You know, and being that, you know, sometimes I think about that because I'm very, very blessed to be in a situation where I am, where I've been married for 29 years, you know, and I have three kids. And sometimes I have to step back and look at it from a different perspective. Maybe you've lost your husband or you've gone through a divorce or chosen not to marry, whatever it is for your situation. You know, I think you just have to value who you are at your time in your life and give yourself that permission to say, you know, I'm worth this. I know what I want. If you're looking for a partner or a spouse or whatever it is, you know, really take inventory of what your strengths are. And you want someone that really, really just surrounds you and and always lifts you up around your strengths and values you for who you are. And at that moment and your story, I think it's so important for women to be transparent about their stories. You know, we all go through things. We all go through so many different challenges and ups and downs and, and friendships that change and evolve and relationships that change. So, you know, be transparent and open about that. And I think that authenticity card is the best card you can play at any phase, whether single, married, anything, it's being authentic and true to you. Amy, one of the blogs on your website explores the term menopositivity. Tell us about that. Oh, you know, menopositivity is actually something that a company, I know the founders well, uh, Woman S has really, really come around with this menopositivity. And I think it's such an important topic and I love it because it's such a great play on words. You know, we need to con- continue to be positive. We, we talk about, I've learned so many things now about menopause something I never talked about with my mom and I have two older sisters. We never talked about it. And now it's become this, there's this transparency around it. There's this openness about, you know what? Oh, are you experiencing this? Oh, you're experiencing, you know, hot flashes or you're not sleeping well, or you're fogginess or you're forgetting your glasses on top of your head, all of those things. And when we look at it as a positive time in our life, we all go through it. Certainly different phases, you know, different symptoms, that type of thing, but there are a lot of commonalities. You know, if we just embrace it and we look at, wow, we've made it this far, you know, we've been on earth this long, boy, thank goodness. You know, every day you wake up and you're just thankful for another day. That's how we have to look at this phase of life as menopause, as something that we have to embrace and be positive about, because we're actually, you know, living proof that we can make it through this and we can. And I've heard you say menopositivity is about taking the pause out of menopause. (laughs) Yeah, you know, just exactly. because we're to that age and our bodies are going through this transformation does not mean we're done. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's such an interesting thing because, you know, when I launched my podcast, well, now I'm interviewing men as well, but I, you know, it, it skewed older. And I was thinking, oh, my demographic is definitely women 45, 50, you know, some 60 and, and plus. And all of a sudden I'm looking at it and I get so many emails from younger women. Now I have a daughter who's almost 25. You know, it's, it's amazing to me that they're listening and they're finding inspiration from it and they're being armed with tools and, you know, how to take care of yourself, how to invest in ourselves as women at this age. And we're not done, you know, Blanche Devereaux on golden girls. Yes. She was 50, 50. I mean, when you think about that, we would have thought of her being old. Right. 
And 50 is just not old anymore. You know, it's amazing. We're certainly not. I mean, I, I look at my mom who passed away in 2015. My mom was extremely active, engaged, you know, very social, a very different 50 though, than I am at 50. Right. It's really interesting. And I just think we've got to just embrace this. And I love that the generation behind us is kind of looking to us uh, for inspiration and for now realizing that, hey, we go through menopause. Everybody does. Yeah. It's kind of a cool thing. Well, Angela, you've spoken on this podcast about how menopause impacts your skin. What advice do you have for our listeners who may be having skin changes or skin issues due to perimenopause or menopause, Angelia? Do you know your hormones really regulate everything in your body? It's a whole aging system, if you will, metabolism and everything. So most of us will experience maybe drier skin. Now, so much of this goes back to, are you on some sort of hormone therapy as well? So you have to look at that. Some people get on hormone therapy and it causes them to get adult acne again. We're trying to get young with our hormones well, it's our skin. So you have to, you know, treat that symptom as well, or maybe you're dry. So I think like we say, your skin changes with the seasons each year. Mm -hmm. It also changes with your seasons in life. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, everybody's going to be different depending on how that's happening. And it all involves hormone therapy. But when your hormones change, your skin will change and you need to change your skincare regimen based on that. Don't keep staying with the same regimen thinking your skin's going to get back to that. You have changed. It's an organ of your body. I want to remind everybody the largest organ of your body. So you need to change the way you treat it. Mm-hmm. And a shameless plug here. You can go to the amethod.com and live chat is available. You can chat live with an esthetician and, you know, send her pictures of your skin, tell her what your issues are, and she will help pick out the products that are best for you at whatever season of life it is that you're in. So Amy, I have to ask you, since you admittedly said you are a skincare junkie and you always, mm-hmm. always have been, mm-hmm. well, what's your skincare routine? Mm, I love that you asked that. Cause I, I wanted to give a, a little plug too, because I am, I, I really have always taken care of my skin. I've worked hard to take care of my skin. And I've always seen that with my mom. And and part of it is genetics too. She had wonderful skin. My sisters have good skin, but my skin has certainly changed. And like Angelia said, you know, it changes just like the seasons, seasons of life. My skin, you know, I developed a little rosacea when I hit perimenopause. My skin was definitely drier for sure. And I've always had a little bit of a, well, I always called them, you know, my kids will say, I get the puffy eye thing. And my kids will say, where are you going on trip, mom? Because you got a lot of baggage there you're carrying around under your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> and that is true. And, you know, I have started using, and I'm not affiliated with a method at all, but I love their products because they're working for my skin. And I've never found a cleanser that was so fantastic. I cleanse my skin every day. I, I do. I'm really a fanatic about it. But the cleanser that I'm using, I should have it. It's in my shower. It is so fantastic. And it just, for me, who is a bit sensitive and I never really had sensitive skin. I'm a bit more sensitive. I'm a bit drier, a little bit of redness here. It has, I'm using four products that I love to do. So I cleanse and I use the skin perfecting serum. I use a moisturizer every day and I use an eye cream. I mean, that's what I do. It's pretty simple. I'm sure I could use a few, a little add-on in there for some certain areas, but I can commit to doing that. And I'm seeing results. 
And I think for women, it's so important to commit to something they can do consistently because that's key. And of course, when you see results and, you know, the results aren't going to be overnight either. I think that's another thing that we think, oh, they're, you know, the wrinkles are just going to be gone or that it's not. But when you look at your skin and you can see a difference and you feel more confident, there's nothing better. And I think that goes to, too, not that I, uh, not that I wanted to throw this part in, but one thing when we talked about, you know, confidence for women, and this sounds crazy, but, you know, I, I do walk the walk and talk the talk. I talk about the power of, of personal affirmations, you know, developing a few statements that we say to ourselves, whether it's every morning or you carry them around in your handbag or you put them on your mirror in your bathroom. And I have it on my mirror in my bathroom. And when I wash my face or when I cleanse my face or moisturize my face, it says, you know, I am confident and I am beautiful and I'm healthy. Those are three things I say when I wash my face. And I think it's so important for women to, you know, when they're in the bathroom cleansing their face, have those I am statements right there. And it's amazing the power of the mind when we tell ourselves that we are valuable and we are healthy and we are strong incredible how that translates into your day. Well, Amy, we could talk to you forever. It's just, <laughs> I know. know. Absolute <laughs> pleasure to have you on the podcast. And I've met you so many times over Zoom and I can't wait to meet you in person and you're a breath of fresh air. Come down to Florida and hang out with Angelia and me. <laughs> yes, I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that. Well, that's on our bucket list. I'll have to say, you know, yes. one more the nest here. We might be heading that way. So that's pretty fabulous. Well, the Panhandle, the part of Florida that we're in, I think is just absolutely gorgeous. And we would love to host you anytime. So thank you. Tell our listeners how they can follow you and find you on social media. And, yeah. and, and, and obviously they can get your book at Amazon. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Thank you. Yeah, they can go to fearlesslyfacing50.com. 50 is spelled out. I'm sure you'll link that to the episode notes. That's my website. You can find most things there. You can go to something called meantformoreevents.com where you can sign up there and you're a VIP. And every week we do amazing giveaways and everything's linked to the Meant for More live show that is also linked there. You can find me on Instagram. Um, It's amy.k.schmidt. It's my name actually on Instagram. And you can go to Fearlessly Facing 50 on Facebook or LinkedIn and it's all right there. So yeah, you can find me pretty much anywhere. And I love to engage with my audience. I say that every podcast episode and it really is true. And I applaud those women that reach out. You know, I'm not an expert. I'm not a coach. I'm just Amy that, and I shouldn't say just, I'm Amy, that, you know, I love to inspire others. And I think that it's so important when we open the dialogue about these important topics as women, this is when the magic happens. And I, so, you know, I so thank you for allowing me to share my story and my inspiration this morning. Well, thank you. And I want to turn it back to Angelia one more time. And Angelia, we've been tapping into your brain at the end of each week's episode and asking you for a health or wellness tip based on your studies of holistic health and wellness and you know what you've been learning and really inspiring me because I get to hear all these different things that you're learning and see what you're doing. So what words of wisdom do you have for us this week? So Kelly, you know, I'm going to kind of like tag something that Kristen said last week about making sure, you know, that we got enough water fluids in us. And she said that herbal teas would count as that. But herbal teas are also anti-inflammatory. So a lot of inflammation. And as we said last week, inflammation of any organ leads to death and death of your body ultimately comes from inflammation. So at some point, we are going to be talking more about Pacific teas and blends that can help certain um, 
health situations to make you healthier. But as we're moving into fall and it's a little cooler, I think we all enjoy a nice cup of hot tea. I'd like to encourage you maybe to have a nice cup of hot herbal tea instead of a coffee, in fact, at times. Um, sometimes I think we overdo the coffee and we get jittery and then we start that overthinking we're talking about too. And we can't accomplish as much because we got monkey mind, you know, it's going everywhere. So um, I'm going to say, I want you to focus on herbal teas this week. And you can add that fluid intake into your water intake as part of your water. And I encourage you to use whole leaf organic teas. And if you are using a tea bag, make sure you use unbleached tea bags. We don't want to be steeping pesticides or tea bags with bleach and steeping that and giving it a concentration into our system. That's probably doing away with the anti-inflammatory benefits of the tea. So, Angelia, if we buy herbal tea that is organic, Will it definitely come with tea bags that are not bleached or do we have to pay attention to that anyway? I think you have to pay attention to that anyway. And that's one reason I encourage you to use whole leaf tea. Just get you a teapot. Think about that. That's more earth friendly. I try to take my leftover tea when I eat earth. You know, I want everybody to think about without the earth and us feeding it, it feeds us. Makes very good for your karma, but honestly, it enriches the earth as well. So um, think about trying to do that and, and have less waste. Also, I think that for medicinal purposes of tea, you need more tea than what comes in a tea bag, okay? You might get the flavor out of that, but you don't get all the herbal benefits. And where you, when you have whole leaf tea, you can do that. Also, when I put my whole leaf tea, you know, in my little basket in my teapot, after I brew it once, I may have a, just brew that again, pour more hot water over it. I may add just a few fresh to it if I think I want to make it a little bit stronger or something, but I can kind of reuse those. I feel like I get more benefit for my money as well. Well, that's great advice because I have a teapot and it's decorative and it works. It's very functional. I just never use it. So I'm going to yes, start great using advice. the teapot. Great advice. I love that. I wrote everything down, Angelia. Thank you. <laughs> awesome. Thank you. Well, to our listeners, thank you for joining us. And if you like what you hear on Skincare Moxie, please share our podcast with your friends. And don't forget to follow the Skincare Moxie podcast and social media by following the A Method on Facebook and the A Method on Instagram. You can also follow using the hashtag Skincare Moxie and Moxie is spelled M-O-X-I-E. If you'd like to subscribe to the podcast so it comes directly to your inbox each week, visit theamethod.com and click the podcast icon at the top right of the screen. And finally, Angelia has generously agreed to answer your skincare questions personally. If you email her at Angelia at theamethod.com and for the sake of Clarity, Angelia is spelled just like it sounds, A-N-G-E-L-I-A. And we always like to give a shout out and special thanks to our sound engineer, Chris Hill of Knoxville-based HumblePod at HumblePod.com. Thanks, everyone. Stay positive and go into life fearlessly. Until next time. <laughs> <laughs>